0: we want to talk about how to rise above our circumstances. If you are sick and tired of being sick and tired and worn out and tired from seemingly for seemingly no legitimate reason, maybe you need a boost. Anybody in here need a boost? A little surge of energy? I was watching the commercial last night, and they had these those energy drinks that you can drink to give you some energy. Some people take the, those little things called boost, all on the idea of helping you with that surge of energy. Sometimes I know Sister Sigrid, she would use her fallback remedy, Mountain Dew, because Mountain Dew is nothing but sugar. And when she was going through her doctorate and trying to get all this stuff between that and family and college and school and whatever, 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 she said, pastor, sometimes, and she would come to church said, you know what, I had I, I, I had my little boost early this morning. I got a lot of energy. But just in life in general, if, if, you're, if you and I, and sometimes that does happen, we're, we're just worn out. Mental health experts say one reason for tiredness is depression. We are depressed. If ever there is a society that has a lot of depressed people, just look around us. Maybe you and I and people that are around us. We got a lot of sometimes depression symptoms going on. Are circumstances in your life getting you down? Society, the social aspects of the day-to-day humdrums of life. Seemingly we're doing the same thing day after day in, in a cycle. I get up, I get dressed, I go to work, I come home, I do this. It's just like a continuous cycle of uh, the, the day-to-day humdrums of life. Right now, in our present culture and situations, one of the things that's going on is that uh, everybody is in a, what we would call virus fatigue. Everybody is tired of the virus and everybody's tired from all the things that make up what you are supposed to do with the virus. So I heard that the other day on the news, lady guy was saying, listen, I know everybody has virus fatigue, wearing masks. I jumped out of my car the other day to do something and I ran in and then I went, <gasps> I forgot my mask and I had to run back out and get it. So yes, I mean, I know it's a part of our life, we should. But sometimes you forget the washing hands, the, all the stuff that goes on, the isolation, the separation. You can't go places. One of the things that's in my house right now, and I can only speak of my house, but probably you as well, is that I keep hearing this rephrase, refrain, sounded more than once. And I agree, we all we all need a vacation. I need a vacation. I need to get out of here. Well, I understand that. But where are we going to go? Because everywhere we want to go has The virus. And some of the places that we might want to go, it's a resurgence of the virus. We were watching a movie the other night, yesterday afternoon, uh, Family Man, which is a pretty good movie. It was a pretty good thing on Netflix. Uh, But anyway, it was in Chicago. And Sheila says, man, I would like to go to Chicago. I said, hey, I like Chicago. Because they were showing different historical buildings that was part of the movie, the historical buildings that were in Chicago. But if you go to Illinois, and you go to Chicago, there it is. I mean, no matter where you go, we had a family vacation plan. We were going to go to San Diego. Couldn't go to San Diego because, hey, guess what? The virus. So we're all sick and tired of this thing and all other things that are going on in our life. But the good news is this. Jesus, the word of God, has four steps that we can do that will help us rise above our circumstances. Amen? How to rise above our circumstances. One of the things that we understand is this. We never know when some situation is going to corrupt, shocking us, or entangle us with dangers or undesirable circumstances. The words, the English word circumstance comes from a Latin term having to do with encircling or surrounding something. We get the word circle. We get the word circumnavigation and even the word circus from the same word since the acts are performed inside a ring. Now, I hope you wrote that down, circumstances. The word circumstance comes from the Latin term having to do with encircling or surrounding something. So when we talk about how to rise above our circumstances, what we're talking about is how we can rise above those things that are surrounding or encircling us. And I don't know of anybody, especially if any of us here today or anywhere, anywhere else, that sometimes doesn't feel surrounded or encircled by their circumstances in life. Amen? Amen. And we feel like we're, sometimes we feel like we're, we're trapped. One of the things that we learn from the Bible, from the word of God is that one of the examples that we have to see is that the prophet Daniel wasn't able to control all the circumstances surrounding him, but he didn't simply react to them. In other words, when you look at the life of Daniel, remember Daniel? What was one of the things about Daniel? He was a man of faith, and what he did was he lived out his faith. And because he did, there were those around him who did not like, number one, that Daniel got a promotion, number two, that Daniel's faith was lived out, and they realized that one of the things that they tried to do against Daniel was, say, listen, they got the king to pass a decree that anybody who prays would be thrown into the fiery furnace, Daniel and his cohorts, his friends. They, they wanted to get rid of them because they were men and women, I mean, men of God. And we need to be men and women of God. Stand for that which is right. Listen, the fact that you get up every morning, you'd be surprised if somebody that knows your routine enough to know that on Sunday mornings, they, they may look out their window and they see you getting up and getting in your car, and they probably say to themselves, you know what, they're getting ready to go to church. That could be an example to people who don't. Now, in case you've never been off on a Sunday morning, and you've never been away from church, just if you ever on that occasion, you will see more people not in church than in church. And the sad indictment of that is this. There are more people who are supposed to, who should be in church, who are not in church. It's not even a part of their life. But our, how to rise above our circumstances. Daniel is an example. He responded all those circumstances by using wisdom and faith also even Jesus himself had more control over his circumstances but even he himself found himself encircled by danger and difficulty though he always knew what to do so circumstances I don't know the circumstances of your life but I do know circumstances then are the situations encircling our lives Circumstances then are the situations encircling our lives. Four things. Here we go. We read to you in our hearing, Philippians, and as well as First Thessalonians. Notice what in Philippians chapter four. Paul gives us some good news. First Philippi, I mean Philippians chapter four beginning with verse 11, says, I don't say this out of need, for what? I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself, okay? Paul said, and if you go upward a little ways, he gives us a whole thing on practicality of living, practical counsel, if you want to say, practical things that we can take into our mind. All the way up at verse, uh, Philippians 4, verse 4 says, again, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen. He says, and I will say it again, let your graciousness, again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in. Christ Jesus, rejoice! He says, "I say it again." But then he also gives us some this. Listen to this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You got to think on the right things in order to live right and even to think right. Step number one is rejoice always. Got it? First step, rejoice always. Notice notice this, the Bible doesn't tell us to rejoice in our circumstances, it tells us to rejoice in the Lord, in the midst of our circumstances. Rejoice in the Lord, not rejoice in our circumstances, because our circumstances may be bad, but we rejoice in him, in the Lord. In the midst of whatever we're going through, we rejoice, not in circumstances, but we rejoice in him. In Him. Sometimes we don't always feel happy, but on an attitudinal level, we can choose to cultivate biblical joy, whatever our conditions. You get that? On an emotional level, we're some emotional people, we don't always feel happy. But, our attitude, but on an attitudinal level, we can choose to cultivate biblical joy, whatever our conditions. We can be happy, we can be content, we can be satisfied, because we have the attitude. It's not, I don't feel, which many of us operate by our feelings, it's really a mindset. It's about the mind. I may not, my circumstances may not be good. My circumstances may not make me happy. But my attitude is that I'm going to rejoice in the Lord, even though what I'm going through, I don't like. I'm not happy about it. I'm still going to praise him. It's not about my feelings. It's about my attitude. The second step is pray continually. Amen? Amen? First step, rejoice. Second step, pray continually. We can and should turn every circumstance into prayer. But remember this, the key to prayer is drawing closer to God who can help us with our situations. Did you catch that? We can turn every circumstance into prayer. But remember, the key to prayer is drawing closer to God Who can help us with our situations. Anybody got a situation going on? (laughs) Yeah. We all got some type of situations in our life. Wasn't there a TV show called Situation? On MTV or something? We all got situations. But notice what he says here. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And if we go in prayer, that will draw us closer to God. Who in turn, as we draw closer to God... He helps us with our situations. The reason why a lot of us are not living a victorious life in Christ, the reason why we look so down sometimes, the reason why we don't act excited is because we're allowing our situations, our circumstances to control us rather than allowing him to control us, who in turn will control our situation and our circumstances. We get down because of what's going on around us. And to a degree, that's natural. But if your mind and your attitude is right, what you find out is if I keep my mind focused on him, he will help me through my situations and my circumstances. Rather than focus on the situation and circumstances and outrule what God can do. It's all about trusting him. First, we gotta rejoice. Say, how can I rejoice when what's going on in my life is really crappy? I mean, you just Pastor, you just don't know what I'm going through. You know, I, I got this problem, I got that problem, I got kids, I got my husband, I got my wife, I got money problems, I got this problem. Okay, we all got problems. But Paul says to us, rejoice. And now this sounds this sounds what's the word I want. I can't think of the exact word. This sounds sort of like a, a uh, something we just throw out a lot of times when people are going through stuff. But you know what? It is true. Whatever you and I are going through, somebody else may have it a little bit worse than we do. Well, Pastor, I, you know, I don't have this, I don't have that. Yeah, but you, what do you do with the person? You know, it's like a man complaining about riding a bicycle when the person who doesn't even have any legs can't even do that. I got to ride a bicycle. I got to do this. I, I, well, thank God you got a bicycle to ride. What do you do with the person that hasn't even legs? He can't even ride a bicycle. How about that one? Your circumstances. Don't let circumstances dictate to you. Let the Lord dictate the circumstances and use you to show others how they can handle it. Third step. So get first is rejoice. Second, pray. How many of us are praying? Not just when we have an issue. We're good at that. We're good on calling God when something happens at the moment or at the time. You're getting ready to go to the hospital. Oh, my God, Jesus, let me call on you. Well, where have you been before that? Your kids, your wife, your somebody calls you. By the way, we got to go to the hospital. My, my grandson is sick. Well, you should be praying for that before they get sick. Don't wait till a crisis comes and then call on God. Call on God at all times. Be a man, woman, boy, girl of prayer at all seasons so that when those things come up, you're better able to handle it. We wait till the water is up to our nose and then go, oh, we got a leak. No, well, pray, man. Pray continually. Third step, rejoice, pray. Third step, give thanks. Oh my God. You want me to be thankful? Yes, God wants us to be thankful. You and I may not be thankful in a particular situation, but we can be thankful in it. We may not be, be th- let me rephrase that. We may not be thankful for a particular situation, but we can be thankful in it. I think who was it? Somebody said, I think it's Sister singer said. We all don't want to suffer. But in the midst of suffering, in the midst of it, we can be thankful. We don't want it. But in the midst of it, we can be thankful. Be thankful not for a particular situation, but be thankful in it. That's like in the midst of it, you can look around and find reasons for gratitude. i get ready to go into the hospital, okay? But what around you should cause you to be thankful. I saw a good video yesterday. Little boy. It was on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to show you to you. You think you'll like it. Show a little boy. How, how old did you say he was, Shield? He wasn't that old. If you Less than two. Little teeny tiny dude. Cute little thing. He's on the drums. Playing. His dad is singing. And he's, and he's got a beat. I mean, he's doing it like boom, boom. I mean, he's not like just banging it. He's got a little rhythm to him. And it's so cute. He's playing. His dad's singing. I said, a little And he's just. And all of a sudden, he reached over to hit the cymbals, and he hurts his hand. and He stops. He goes <laughs> and it's over to his dad like, "My hand!" His dad takes his hand and goes. <laughs> and then he gets back up, up, and gets back on there. And his dad starts singing, and he bangs away, and he ends it. I said, "I had to watch. I watched it three times in a row because I said that is so cute." It made me think of my, 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 my kids when they were little little things that they were doing. We were talking the other day at the house when uh, Joshua was little. And David and Kathy took him, I think it was the fair, took him to the fair, and he was riding the little, the little pony things around, and he think he's going around and around and around, and Joshua's like, okay, now, I, I, I'm ready to get off now. Those moments in your life that you, you remember, the things that you can remember that, that should cause us to be thankful, have a sense of gratitude. So give thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good in his mercy endureth forever, no matter what we're going through. Even even at the times we live in it right now, we have a lot to be thankful for. I mean, I know things are bad, that we're all tired of all this mask and this and that. I know the country's in upheaval over racism and this and that. I know we got problems in the White House and all, all kind of stuff happening and going on. But even in the midst of all of that, our focus should be on God. I got a lot to be thankful for. I have no control over what happens in the White House. I have no control what's going to happen with all these uh, protests and riots and, and people marching and people wanting change here and wanting change there. Well, the main thing we need change in our hearts. I don't. That's fine to change the laws and do that, but at the end of the day, people's hearts need to be changed. We've never been down that road. Man, man thinks all we got to do is do legislation and get, yeah, okay, we've been down that road. But until a man, woman, boy, girl, and even in the church of Jesus Christ, I was talking to a pastor, that said, the church is one of the biggest offenders when it comes to race relations. Come on now. Where is the church? Where is the answer? Yeah. And I'm not saying we don't do these things. That's fine. Do what you got to do. Do what you do. But at the end of the day, true peace isn't going to come on this side. We can make an effort towards it. We can make strides to try to make things better. But at the end, until you get to the core issue of what problems, man, the reason why men, women, boys, girls don't value one another, because we do not realize that everybody has value and worth because they're created in the image of God. No matter what, red, brown, or black, whatever, listen, they have value because they are an image of God. Their due respect, They're due all those things, out of the fact that you get your theology right, one race is no better than anybody else. Black Jesus. We got white Jesus. He ain't neither black nor white. He's a Jew. Okay? He is was born, bred, and raised as a Jew. I was talking to a brother the other day. I said, no, he ain't wearing a dashiki and an Afro. That ain't Jesus. And he's not wearing, he's not the blonde haired, blue eyed little effeminate looking dude that's walking around. Oh, peace I give to you my No! I believe he was a man's man he was a Jewish he had some brownness in him because it, uh, people from that country have some color in him and he was he worked hard he came up as a poor boy his mother and father were poor he worked with his dad as a carpenter and he didn't have all the current lays and all the tools he had I believe his hands had calluses on them. I believe he had some muscle about him just because of the physical labor he was doing not some little skinny looking little dude and besides that, it doesn't make a difference what color he is. He was still the son of God. I don't care what color he was. He's God in the flesh. So therefore, when I get my theology right, when I know what God has said, and I can look at all the stuff happening around me, I can give thanks to God. Because I have my mind, my attitude is right. I was thinking about one of these days. We need to have a discussion about all this stuff. Brother Google... Black Lives Matter. Check it out. You need to know what people stand for, what they believe. Google that today and find out what their position is is on a whole lot of stuff. And then we can have a discussion one day. We can do that to say, so what do you think? Rejoice? Rejoice? Pray, rejoice, pray, give thanks. Last but not least, learn to be content. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Well, I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied with Jesus? Learn to be content. The circumstances of life were God's, are God's schoolhouse. They taught Paul, because that was Paul who was talking about this, to relinquish all his frustrations and trust God with contented faith in whatever state he was in. Your and my particular circumstances should propel us to unabashedly, unashamedly serve him. You and I must respond spiritually and biblically as Christ would. Not emotionally, but spiritually and biblically. Wherever you are, whatever you're experiencing, God is, has, and will bless you, protect you. And he is preparing you, and he wants to use you and I all our circumstances this side of heaven are temporary everything that happens to us is temporary your cancer temporary your battle temporary temporary your kids your finances your girlfriend relationships your college all just just think about where you are there temporary. And as children of God, what do we know? We will ultimately be taken out of this side and taken to the other side. I can rejoice because I know whatever I'm going through is only temporary. And maybe the reason I'm going through some of this is because God wants to use me to show others that in spite of what's going on around me, I know four things I can do to help me rise above my circumstances. I just lost, you just lost a wife. How do you handle that depends on where you are in your relationship to God. You can throw your hands up. Woe is me, I'm not, yeah, okay, do, that's what most of us will do. But if you know God is with you, every step of the way, he's been with you before, he's been with you now, and he'll be with you afterwards. And yes, it's a tough losing a loved one, but when you got your theology and you got your mind on the right thing and you know, hey, wait a minute, she's where I want to be. She's at rest. No more pain, no more heartache, kids disappointing you, heart heavy, and all that business. No, she's in the presence of Jesus. I don't know if we, I don't know if we really want to be with Jesus. I think we kind of like it down here. We act like this is going to be our permanent residence. Well, pastor, yeah, I want to be with Jesus, but not like right now. But no, we ought to live our life that any moment of the day or night, we will be with Jesus. We'll be in heaven with him. Not down here dwelling, but we'll be with him in heaven. And then one day our bodies, which is in the ground, will meet the spirit that's with Christ in the air and we'll be reunited with a brand new body. That'll be our hope. Oh, no, we don't think like that. We're, we, well, wait a minute. I, you know, I got birthdays and I got anniversaries and I got kids and I want to have grandkids and I want to get married. and I wa- We got all the things that of this world that entrap us rather than saying, Lord, to be absent from the body. Oh, my God, is to be present with the Lord. God is blessing you and I, teaching you and I, protecting you and I, preparing us. And he wants to use us. All our circumstances this side of heaven are temporary, but the character you and I are building, the influence you and I are wielding, and the God you and I are serving, these are lasting. These are the qualities that are eternal. Four steps on how to rise above those things circumstances, those things that are encircling us, that are around us, that are trapping us. Rejoice, pray, give thanks, and be content. That's all you need. So when you get frustrated, you get tired, you get worried, out, you get sick and tired of the sick and tiredness, and you just, like to just want to throw your hands up, remember those things. First, Step, rejoice. Second step, Lord, pray. Third step, oh, thank you, Father. And then lastly but not least, learn how to be content. Amen? Four things. Simple, but it may not be as easy as we think. The proof of the pudding is in the tasting. You, gotta, you and I have to do it. Amen? One passage I didn't read that I will read right now is, First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 and 18, Paul says, rejoice always, pray constantly Give thanks in everything. Why? This is the will of God. Amen? That's I mean, you need to highlight that, circle that, and say 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God. Those are the four steps right there. Rejoice. Pray. Give thanks. Be content. Do that. you I got it. When we don't do it, we're frustrated. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you. I thank you for what Paul wrote in, his, in the word of God It says, we have a more sure word. Everything we need to live this life is in the book, the Bible, the Mm -hmm. word of God. Our failure is not reading it. Our failure is not learning it. Our failure is not applying it. Our failure is not living it out. Our failure is not Really trusting you. Too many times we pick things up and we should just lay them at the altar and leave it with the Lord.